0: Outs are Ah! Yeah. Oh, oh hey, On goal on Justin Oh On, on go! Through the zone is mom Taking matters in his own hands Wokey Faints a shot Shoots Oh, oh my word wow. <laughs> BYG Woo. Celebrity That's the Sweeping of the
1: ice My feet Speedy really does it Step to chance Oh It's oh, a
0: goal From Nicholas Hauger And now he's celebrated Uh,
1: Sheffield win the race. Oh God, it's in the danger zone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no,
0: Ooh, sorry, We're oh, sorry. Oh, sorry we're laughing, it's just, that was bad timing. <clears throat> Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the BIHA podcast, I'm joined with uh, Nick, hi Nick, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing I'm doing quite well, yeah, it's day 160 of my captivity, but I'm doing alright apart from that. <laughs> um, and of course, this is a very special edition of the podcast. Nick, do you want to do you want to tell the people at home what's going on? Yeah, we're doing
1: uh, well. I, I know we refer to it as a round table, but more of a triangular table with uh, with our guests today. Uh, we, we're joined by Matt uh, from uh, Matt Gattenby from uh, of Bradford slash Leeds fame. Yes.
0: How are we doing, Matt? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, Matt uh, is better known to uh, uh, live stream watchers as uh, the Great Gatsby, of course. Uh, and so, Matt, uh, I-, I know this is your uh, 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 one of your one of your uh, your favourite nicknames. Uh, you tell tell us a bit about uh, when you first uh, discovered that that's what you're being called on the live stream.
2: Uh It was. Were- I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It was quite funny to hear, um, and it was my mum that actually heard it first. Um, and then we just watched it over and over again because we just kind of found it funny every time we listened to it.
0: Um, cool, cool. Um, so uh, just um, we'll, we'll do a bit of a catch up because uh, it's been a, it's been a wee while, Nick. A couple of weeks since we last spoke. Um, Nick, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks to keep yourself busy?
1: Absolutely not to change, Rambo. I've just still been day-to-day, groundhog day, wake up, wish I was at work, which is a strange, strange feeling, because uh, at least it passed the time. Um, just potter about, watch whatever series I'm watching on the TV, and... Uh, Wait for uh, wait for Beth to finish work so we can get up with normal life. But uh, it's just it's just surreal. Like it's it's
0: completely bananas. And, uh, and Matt, how have you been finding the lockdown? Uh,
2: quite difficult. Um, I'm just so used to being on the go, twenty four seven. So to completely stop is just hard to get your head around, isn't it? And missing the ice so much as well. I work in an ice rink, so I'm there all the time. Um, to just be sat
0: around not doing a right lot, it's,
2: it's tough. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, Matt, we, we asked our uh, guests this: How did you how did you get involved in ice hockey?
2: Um, one of the, I'm a manager at Bradford, and one of his staff was one of the uni players, and she'd found out that I'd started to go to Open University. Um, And she says, you need to come down and get on. At the time, I absolutely hated hockey, which is really strange to say. Um, But yeah, I came down, jumped on and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, And that was only... This is my third season now as well.
0: Cool. cool. And um, uh, Nick, um, I think we were going to do a little bit of a... our, our five hockey players that got us involved in hockey um have you got five yet I know we're going to go to Matt first so you did you, you had some more time um I'm there thereabouts we'll, we'll see where we get on. five's <laughs> a big number Rambo like, that's a that's a lot of people to influence that's the uh, the Facebook challenge have you not have you not seen these things floating around where you have to put five players so here yeah, I've,
1: right? I've seen these things floating around but you have no idea how many like I've been sent so I've kinda of gone for the whole I'm gonna donate some money to charity when this is all said and done rather than I, I can't keep up with them. Like yeah. I've been sent so many.
0: <laughs> all by you. Well, not all by you, but quite a few by you. Sorry, Nick. Sorry. Um okay, well we'll start we'll start with you, Matt. We'll go we're gonna go sort of round the horn as it were. So uh you do one, then Nick does one and then I'll do one sort of thing if that makes sense. Uh, so, okay. Matt, who's the, the... And this isn't in any particular order, by the way, so nobody should be offended if they're listening. Um, but uh, who who's the first person that you, you think of that inspired you in the game of hockey, influenced your love for the game?
2: Uh, probably Abigail Hinton, um, the girl that actually got me to come down and play. Because so I suppose if she'd have not said come and jump on, I'd have never actually been playing now.
0: That's a fair point. I mean, without the people, I suppose, that first give you that opening, um, you you maybe wouldn't be involved in hockey. I'd like to think if this is done in maybe like three or four years' time, there'll be just a bunch of BACA players that say Rambo. Uh, But (laughs) 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 we can can but dream. We can but dream. And uh, and Nick, what what about you? Um. Going on
1: a similar theme, uh, I would go along, uh, certainly my involvement in Northumbria comes from uh, the very early days and the and the last remnants and last embers of the flames, as you might put it. Um, and I would go as far as, uh, like, there's a, a number of characters within that group, but um, I would say uh, a guy called Richie Worrell, who was pretty much um, kind of my mentor and someone that I really looked up to when I first joined, as, but not only as a great player on the Iceberg, Good role model off the ice, so I would uh, I would go with him, and I hope he's doing well.
0: Yeah, and now I'm uh, I'm maybe a bit older older school than you guys, uh, a little bit longer in the tooth. So um, a lot of my a lot of my hockey influences come from the first incarnation of the the Murrayfield Racers, um, because that's who I remember watching when I was we. Um, and the first game I actually got taken to was the Tayside Tigers, but I don't remember any of those players. Um, but then the following week, my uncle took us to, to the racers game. Um, and uh, player obviously stuck out at the time because he was the best player in Britain at the time. Possibly one of the best to ever play the game in Britain was Tony Hand. Uh, smooth skater. Maybe appreciate that more now than you did back then. Um, but uh, got a lot of points. Uh, as you may know, Nick and, and Matt, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tony, because I think you're a younger pup than Nick and I. Uh he uh, famously got assists from the bench as well, so uh, <laughs> which, um, which is a lot like BIHA today, where the referees just guess what number gave the gave the pass. But um, yeah, so uh, that that was that would be the first one that, that springs to mind is Tony Sir Tony Hand. Um, uh, well, he's not actually a Sir, but he's an OBE. Uh, so that was that was my what my one. Uh, Matt will come back to you. Um, probably
2: Andrew Hesselwood um, kind of took me under his wing as soon as I jumped on, um, that same season we ended up, he ended up, uh, asking me to go to Budapest when we watched the, uh, GB
0: take the gold. That was... So you, you were there for that, that, that historic moment, essentially? I, I definitely
2: was, yes, it was, uh... Quite an incredible feeling. Quite quite overwhelming. Um, the atmosphere was just amazing. Um, the seating was a bit off. You know, we, there were three of us, and we were sat around all the Hungarians during the last game. Um, so it was quite quite tense game.
0: Cool, cool, and uh, of course, uh, Andrew Hesselwood. For those that you don't know. I- you you were you were praised on the on the live stream I think Andrew Hesselwood by Nick and I's been uh, chirped a few times on the on the live stream I believe he's been called a, <laughs> I believe he's been called a trumpet by me at one point uh, uh, but um he also he also did uh, we did coin the phrase you don't hassle the wood when he was uh, when he was involved in a bit of an altercation oh, so <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think the uh, Sheffield Bears like to call him the dinner lady as well
0: Oh, uh, do you know why that is, or is that just what they call them?
2: Uh, I'm not too sure. It's gone on for quite a few years, um, but yeah, the, it's the dinner lady. Oh, we'll need to get so to the Keep hold of that, that one.
0: <laughs> we'll, we will do. Um, and uh, Nick, yeah, you, you, you next. What? Who's your, who's the next person in there? in your list probably going
1: going down your line rambo as someone growing up watching hockey and like the elite league year as much as anything else as a the steelers season ticket holder boo i'm sure you can go with that rambo um uh, one player who really had an influence on me, just watching him growing up, was uh, was a guy Canadian import called Jeff Legui, who left-hander, absolutely wicked slap shot, played centre, could play wing, could do a little bit of everything, and kind of was the go-to guy on the team, and like he was uh, he was my guy. Uh, that kind of I looked out every year to make sure hopefully we'd sign him again and he, he'd not gone somewhere better but he was uh, he was a big influence like again watching kind of how he conducted himself and, and played the game and was fortunate enough to meet him a couple of times and spend a little bit of time with him and really stand out good guy
0: yeah um, Nick you can see whoever you like from the Sheffield Steelers as long as it's not David Sims that's that's the rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah very true I, I, I can get on board with that <laughs> um i um uh, have to say uh nick my next one again is is from growing up watching um is the other is the other uh famous hand brother and um, of course there's one in the, the top that uh, helps run scottish hockey but in terms of playing the the other famous hand brother was paul hand um who is why i've got a bit of an obsession with the uh players um i should add the players bit to that uh he uh he he would fight. He would block shots. He would um, take slap shots. Uh, he would stick up for his teammates, and just generally, um, he wasn't flashy. Um, but as I got a bit older, um, he was the player that sort of influenced me to to the player, the type of player I wanted to be, and certainly the type of player that I love to coach is the one who isn't flashy, but you know does the does the graft and gets dirty for the sake of the team, sort of thing. Um, and we've talked about that before, Nick, a lot with the IS team and, you know, likes of when we've mentioned Evan Shriver and stuff like that and, and their, their work rate and why we love watching them. Um, so, uh, Matt, we'll come back to you. Um, we're we're now, now getting down this list. We're now in number three, so you're halfway there, Matt.
2: Okay. Um, probably Andrew Brown. Um, he's the head coach for the Bradford Bulldogs. Um, is also a good friend and my boss. <laughs> um right. he really decent coach, you know, we set up extra stuff at Bradford um together, so like a an adult beginners class. Um for people like me who were just getting into it um to get down to learn all the basics. Um he gave me extra ice time, so I was allowed to train with his a couple of his teams. Um, stuff like that makes a big difference when you're trying to trying to get into it. I would say.
0: Uh, definitely, definitely, the more ice time you can uh, you can get, um, the the better. And if, if someone helps you get that, that's it's great and can give you pointers and stuff. Um, yeah, it's like when I was learning to play guitar, um, my guitar tutor once said to me. Um, pick up your guitar once a day, even if you just pick it up to hit someone with it, you're still picking up your guitar. <laughs> um, I still can't play guitar, so I'm not sure he was right, but, you know, that, 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 that message has stuck with me, that the more you do something, the easier it becomes normally. Um, yeah. Um, and Nick, uh, you you said you had three at least, so we're, 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 we might be at the tail still end it. Still a lot, still with him.
1: <laughs> um, Again, like well, to go completely kind of off the off the radar, kind of going across the pond, um, like as as you probably know, Rambo, like you see me wearing the stuff. I am a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Uh, like I've followed that team for for quite some time, and. Obviously, everybody seems to think that uh, the first name off the lips will be Sidney Crosby, but I would go with uh, Mario Lemieux, actually, when you when you look at the history and the stuff that the guy went through in terms of arguably up there with Gretzky as one of the greatest players ever to play the game, just didn't have as much luck in terms of health and battled through cancer numerous times, numerous comebacks. And then, um, obviously, you look at the fact that the team was actually going to leave the city until basically he, he bought the team with his own salary to uh, to keep them there and uh, it's quite a nice story and certainly as someone who feels like uh, put a lot into <laughs> a lot into Northumbria hockey and things like that uh, it was a is a good story to look at and, and really see that people do it on different levels and if you love the game that much you'll give whatever you need to do
0: yeah um I I, I love Mario he's a different sort of player from Gretzky as well so um you know he's a bigger body and stuff as well. So it's it's you it's he, he can argue for both of them um being really top well they're both top notch players obviously but he obviously what he went through health-wise as well um to come back from that um is incredible. So um yeah I, I can see I can see that. Um I, I'll go I'll go I'll, I'll I'll mix up the order a little bit so we don't just constantly talk about racist players. Um the um one for me that when I when I played a bit in goal uh that like really I loved watching um, and I remember really, really loved watching in the 98 Olympics was, uh, was it 98 Olympics? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Dominic Hasek, um, the Czech goalie, played for the Sabres. He played for the, um, played for the Red Wings laterally. Uh, he, um, he just had this style that was unique to him. He was aggressive as a goalie, which was kind of weird. Uh, and, you know, when it come, when it comes to time where you start getting your NHL sort of influences and who do you like in NHL he was the guy that made me become a Sabres fan basically um, and uh, you know as a goalie I, I loved him but perhaps maybe not considered the nicest guy in hockey but uh, certainly a guy who um, who influenced a, a, st- a whole generation the style um, that he played um, so Dominic Hasek would be my, my third one um, Matt now we're now on to number four so you, you're doing well 80% there
2: now all right it's getting tough now um obviously I can't give you big professional names because I'm not really into watching that much hockey um but Amy Baldwin who you will know really well um yeah she I- she I've known her almost two years now um Maybe less. Met her just before we came up to Scotland to play you guys. Um, she just continues to help me find the love of playing hockey. Uh, we have so much fun on and off the ice. Um, and it shows, you know, we the Ice Wolves have come a long way. Um, yeah, and I think it's the kind of friendships that we all have on and off the ice that makes the team work
0: quite well so yeah Amy um, Amy of course uh, Nick you'll remember we went uh, with GBU to Finland um, start of last year uh, and Amy scored that absolute wicked top corner shot against that Finnish well we were playing for that Finnish rec team at the time um, <laughs> and, and uh, she's she's, a, she's a great last to have around, um, chatty, fun, um, and uh, certainly I can see I can see why she would be an influence on on someone who's new to the game and welcoming them in. Uh, she always is up for coming and speaking to people, and uh, and these friendships you forge in hockey I think are probably more important than the the actual on ice memories to some extent, Nick.
1: No, massively so in terms of, especially as new starters and things like that you have to surround them by the right people it's not the best people you don't <laughs> I know the the old adage is that the, the best players don't make the best coaches and I, and I'm, I firmly do believe that sorry Adam Perry um but <laughs> I do I do firmly believe that that there's uh there's a lot of things that you uh as a good player that you you overlook and and sometimes you do need those characters around who might not be the best players and who've gone through similar experiences to you who can can teach you things and and can appreciate and understand the problems that that you might be having and certainly having having character people and and, and people like that around you is so important
0: yeah and uh, and nick i'll bring I'll bring you in now with your number four let's see if you've got one.
1: I, I've got a number five, but I'm saving that one because it's gonna it's gonna kill kill the show or more. um go number four. Um, well, there's a again. Go, like we'll go back to go back to the beginning. Got quite an apt what we've just talked about there. Uh, no one will know this guy, but there's a guy. Uh, Guy called John Hilton who who played rec in Sheffield and I'd just done the the skating levels as a as a seventeen year old and done a bit of the learn to play and got invited onto with one of the rec teams and he was just this this old hand who um, wasn't the best player on the team but really just kind of looked at me as a, a young adult and kind of looked after me in terms of didn't didn't treat me like a kid because you're walking into a rec team which is established and got to. T- late 20s 30 year olds 40 year olds 50 year olds and, and it's an intimidating place for a 17 year old to be and uh and like i think i just turned 18 at the time because that's when i started with the team but um i can remember he just he just really kind of looked after me in terms of just made sure that um i was getting out of it what i wanted if you know what i mean not just, just turning up and paying my 10 pounds if you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah um uh, those influences are always good. I remember when the Eagles didn't start when I was in first year of uni. Um they well they did, but they, they didn't have any sort of games. They just had training once a week at a Wednesday. Um and then they went to Nationals. Um and uh, weirdly we got uh, beaten by the Northumbria Flames and Nationals. Um and <laughs> um
1: we uh That's a of a
0: Yeah. Um we um certainly didn't have a lot. So going to recce uh, with the Edinburgh Lions, I did, and we had sort of guys there like Stuart Quinn and stuff, who welcome you in because as you're an 18-year-old guy, as you say, there's guys here 30, 40, you know, been playing a while or played. Some of them had been in their youthful days on ice with the pro teams or whatever. Um, yeah, it's an intimidating place. Um, however, they're not, they're not the ones that made me fall in love with the game. They're just the ones that welcome me into the Lions. And i um. um my, my next one um, would be uh, Mike Ware, um, another big D-man for the racers. Um, he actually played in the show, I think, for the Edmonton Oilers like twice or something. Um, he, uh, he was a big, big body. Um, I famously remember him picking a player up um, during a bench brawl, um, off his skates, punching him and then throwing it on the side and looking for the next guy. Um, that's how big he was and how strong he was um those days hockey was completely different in terms of fighting uh and, and there was a lot more of it i mean Goon is not that um inaccurate in, in terms of that to be honest with you um so that that's my my number 4 uh matt you you you'll be pleased to say you're on number 5 so you don't need to be nervous anymore uh who, um, who, who you got
2: I don't think I've actually got a number five, or at least I can't think
1: of a number five. Um...
0: <laughs> oh, well.
1: <laughs> to, to, be, to be fair, fair Ramble, I don't even really know five people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never um, mind five people who've had an influence on me. All right, well, I'll do my number five, Nick, and then since yours is going to crush the show, as you say, um, I, I'll let you go last, okay? So my number five was was uh, Chris Palmer, he again was a racer played alongside Tony um, and was the f- sort of fast skating Canadian guy that back in the British Premier League days every team had one um, because uh, y- you won't remember these days, it was, it was probably, in my opinion, was better than the way the Elite League set up, you only were allowed three imports um, which meant it was sort of British teams and, and all the rest of it and, and the imports were really, really special and uh, Chris Palmer was a special import that could he could score, he could skate fast, he could hit, um, and just generally was a really good player, a smooth skater. He came on a couple of times with the juniors, um, so that's my number five. But Nick, who have you got at number five?
1: Our our very our very own Rambo, our very own Mister Joe Staten.
0: Oh wow! wow. Now
1: now what what you might not know or, or at least Joe knows this anyway is that um obviously going back to going back to my last guy that I talked about is obviously I was around a little bit on the uh, on the wreck scene in Sheffield before going away to uni and um and I can remember uh, there used to be our Thursday night kind of drop-in session that um, players from different teams used to come down to. And I know Joe was involved in the, in the Vipers, the rec team that I joined, and used to drop in and play with them a little bit. But I kind of knew Joe a little bit before going to uni. And um, I can remember once having kind of a conversation like in the changing room and we obviously him realising kind of what age I was. And he was asking about uni and, and what I was planning on doing. And I was talking about going away. And I can remember. Remember him really like selling me on the on the BYJ, if you know what I mean and, and playing uni hockey and taking advantage of it and and really uh and really going for it and uh, and getting involved because I know there was there was Joe in the room but there was a couple of Sheffield Bears in the room as well and and people like that um like Josh Basto and things like that but um I can really remember having that conversation with Joe and then obviously when you go through your first year of uni and then you turn back turn up at nationals and uh, and then lo and behold the person running the show is is that guy sat sat behind the glass in the in the fridge as he'd like to call it downstairs so like it was it was a real big thing in terms of welcoming me into like the BIJ and the setup and and then obviously becoming a committee member and all the rest of it that kind of i already had a I already knew this guy who was kind of telling me some of the stuff so i don't know whether joe fully appreciates or realizes that but joe was a big influence
0: <laughs> excellent excellent now um you guys are not completely off the hook but uh I think that at this point, um, Nick, have you got any questions for Matt? Anything you, you wanna you wanna ask him? Cool. um,
1: what I did want to ask about is obviously as someone who who's involved in in a hockey rivalry and the whole Newcastle Northumbria thing, and it might not necessarily mean a lot to to people who aren't within the within the Whitley Bay community and and kind of the city centre as we both share that rink now. Go, going down to it, obviously the whole, you used to have Huddersfield and Bradford and then it became Bradford and Leeds, like, can, can you even comment as, as someone who's, who's dabbled in a little bit of both sides of it, like what what's the dynamic like, the Leeds-Bradford dynamic, because I know only from my own perception, I know a couple of guys on the teams, but then obviously I've got the Newcastle-Northumbria thing that I know obviously a lot about, it's just I'm just always intrigued as to what the, what the rivalry's like.
2: Um I can't say I'd n- ever really noticed any between Bradford and Leeds. Um they never they were never really around the ice rink at the same time unless they was playing together. Um and they wouldn't I don't feel like they were that much between between the two. Um it's, it's really it's really it's really strange um I'm, obviously there's always rivalry on the ice when you're playing a game but um, i'm not really too sure
0: um in terms of to, to, to sort of follow on Nick i mean um you you're you know, uh in Scotland the big move was Mo Johnson went from uh, from Rangers to Celtic. Um, <laughs> what's, what what's it been like moving from Bradford to Leeds? Is that is that creating a, a sort of strange dynamic for you or is everyone is everything just pretty much the same except you wear green now instead of black?
2: Um obviously you always get the digs from Bradford because you've sold them out. Um and a Sometimes I don't think they understood why I was actually going to play for Leeds. It was not... Um, it was never about just upping and leaving. Um, I, I wanted to uh, better my own game. So I wanted to have a try at playing checking hockey rather than non checking in um, But Bradford's always my first home, is it? So there's always that love there. Um, and you just kind of laugh it off away from
1: the ice I suppose
0: <laughs> um uh, any other questions Nick
1: no I think that was that was mainly the mainly the thing I was thinking about when I'm uh, thinking about some questions but well, come on Rambo you must have some
0: um well I mean I, well I, I obviously asked about the uh, about the move um Matt what's what's been uh, you obviously check in hockey this year for the, i think for the first time in the in the BHA anyway and uh what what did you how did you find that compared to um obviously previously playing playing non-checking uh, how, how was the difference in pace for you
2: uh it was a lot better I, I enjoyed the pace a lot more um you can never mentally prepare to be hit by somebody up against the boards i found out um even though you can see it coming Uh, Yeah, it's no offence to the players at Bradford, uh, but it's nice. It was nice to actually play with some people that could properly play, if that makes sense.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. I mean, Bradford obviously this year, um, I think, was their first time in a while, certainly in the top rank of non-checking. So they've obviously been quite developmental until until now. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, on that leads team, you obviously had is it, is it the big guy Richardson? Uh, maybe got his name wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and and all the, and Josh Herter and stuff like that, who are obviously well seasoned sort of players. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's um, I mean, what's been your what What was sort of the the funniest memory you have of playing in division one i mean did you did you do any of the trips to Scotland with them did you or did you uh,
2: I didn't know just because the times are really awkward and with me working full time as well it's hard to uh do such a long journey up there um and they always seem to be on a Sunday and it's wage day on a Monday, so I can't get them wrong. <laughs>
0: And did you did you uh, did you I mean who did I mean obviously playing against Sheffield this year with the the squad they had I mean how did you find that compared to say playing against like Hull last year?
2: Um,
0: really tough. Um, that
2: Sheffield team are just crazily good. Uh, they moved the puck around so well. Um, I think I barely touched the puck during that game to be quite honest um, but I, I only played the Sheffield game once because I think in December I broke my thumb playing hockey so I was out for a month or two mm, Okay
0: okay. Um, right, okay, well the next thing I was going to do um, this is a question that I haven't, I didn't even prep you for Nick because I knew that you would you would be thinking about it too much but it came to my. It, it sort of got me thinking. You know, we did our favourite hockey movies the last time, and I, I'll come with both of you on this. Is Happy Gilmore a hockey film in the same manner that is Die Hard a Christmas film? So, Nick, I'll come to you first. Is Happy Gilmore a hockey film? No. Oh,
1: um, I would say no. It's like sadly no I, I I know it's got all the stuff in there but I, I don't think it is like I really don't now on the flip side of it to answer the more pressing question, die Hard is certainly is a Christmas film.
0: Oh absolutely 100%. I, yeah I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna disagree with you there. I just thought that you know it's the same sort of debate for Happy Gilmore so um, well, I,
1: I, I, I would sit on the side of no for uh, for happy Gilmore being a hockey film.
0: Okay and Matt, what about you have you seen Happy Gilmore?
1: I haven't no. Oh,
0: oh well that puts me into that. It's it's pretty much like any Adam Sandler film except he plays golf. Um so, uh, but he starts off as a is a hockey player. Um right, okay guys. Uh obviously we're on lockdown. Um so I thought we'd we'd ask a couple of questions about that. We uh I'm sure there's been a lot more cooking going on from everyone during the lockdown, so uh Nick I'll come at you you first. Um what what's been your favorite meal that you've prepared or had during this lockdown? Um,
1: oh, Rambo, like, um, I eat the same things. So probably like, even, even if you ask Beth about this, we probably, eat, what the same 20, 16 to 20 meals, just rotated around in different orders. But, um, no, I, I would go for it. And, uh, I know my mum will probably be listening and, uh, so I hope she doesn't take offense to this, but um, best Sunday dinner is is pretty, pretty awesome. So uh, I, I would go with that. Like, she makes a mean Sunday dinner.
0: That's good. I mean, your mum's will still be better because you probably don't have to do as much of the tidying up afterwards. I would imagine. So. Correct. Correct, Rambo. <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? What's been your, your favorite favorite sort of dish while, while we've all been stuck in the house? Um,
2: I pretty much just eat the same rubbish. I'm a bit more of a baker, so I like to uh, spend more time doing that at the moment. Um, So cakes, cheesecakes, all that kind of stuff.
0: Mm. So Nick and I both um, consider ourselves connoisseurs of baked goods. Uh, What's what's your favourite baked (laughs) good to make? Um,
2: I don't mind a good profiterole.
0: Ooh, very nice, very Ooh. nice. And do you do that with the? Uh, do, you do that with chocolate, or do you, do you sometimes mix it up a little and put put other stuff on top?
2: Definitely chocolate. I've got such a bad sweet tooth.
0: Cool, cool. Um, right. Well, that's good. Uh, mine, mine is actually mine is savoury, Nick. And you you will not you maybe not believe this, but um, the other day there we uh, I cooked chicken halloumi spinach, sweet chili, um. Put it on top of a bit tiger loaf, uh, and it was it was amazing. Um, I cannot recommend halloumi highly enough. as is something that everyone should try at least once. Um, it's also a great great cheese joke. You know what does a cheese say when it looks in the mirror? Hello me. Um, you know. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I would I would I would thoroughly thoroughly recommend that. Um, so uh, that was that was that bit. And um, right, so just just a couple of final thoughts. Nick, have you got any any final thoughts or messages for everyone during the lockdown? I mean, what you're looking forward to um, the the most?
1: Finally, being able to leave. <laughs> Finally, being able to enjoy life again. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of people who are probably going to come out the other side of this, and uh, and kind Of really appreciate kind of what we had beforehand. Um, I'm certainly potentially going to be one of those people in terms of uh, I would often go to work with a bit of a grump, and I'm sure the people that I manage would tell you that. Um, uh, and certainly maybe at least for the first couple of days, I might turn up with a bit of a smile on my face and uh, and be happy to be there because uh, but you never know. Uh, that probably won't last very long, give it until the f- middle of the first morning, but um, but no just generally uh looking forward to kind of just life's on hold really isn't it like everyone's just hit the pause button and whether it be holidays or like especially for us like it's killing me to think that like this this was like this was checking nationals uh, no it wasn't actually sorry this was uh this was women's nationals and uh uh and and div three so like we we would have been there right now rambo and um like, as we know, like the amount of time and effort that's gone into something like the Angels, for instance, the, this was the Angels opening weekend and, uh, and and things like that. So it's just it, it's surreal to think that um, like even even just there when you were talking, like I was thinking maybe we should campaign Sheffield for next year that suddenly we should try and get Halloumi on the uh, Halloumi on the menu. For, uh, for nationals food, but then realised that we can't even get salt and pepper, so we're probably not going to be treated to halloumi. Uh, yeah,
0: we can't even get the potatoes outside uh, the pie, which is not an issue, but that.
1: Uh, well, yeah, to, I think, to be fair, you probably stand a good chance of campaigning on that. But no, I, I think it, it's just surreal, and um, it'll be really strange when this eventually does end <laughs> as to what life's going to be like again, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing for me, I, I'm, I'm wondering how quickly things will be back to some form of normality. I mean, I know this, uh, I know there's much more important things in the world, and I, I hope no one takes this the wrong way as me putting people's health second. But I, I'm, I'm really, really missing sport in general. Just like, you know, I saw two, uh, two pigeons fighting over a loaf of bread, and. Um, you know, I was watching that just to to give myself some competition. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, that that I'm, I'm missing sport a, a lot, um, and I think that's it, it'll be interesting to see when we get back to some form of some form of normality. Um, on that on that regard, uh, Matt, what, what what are you missing and what you're looking forward to getting back when when this is all said and done?
2: Um. It's the freedom, isn't it? You know, you you lock down 24-7 with an hour to be able to go outside. So the, to be able to just jump in the car and just drive to see your friends or your family, you know. Yeah, going to work would be nice, but to actually be able to see everybody again is going to be the best thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely... um. Think it, that that's going to be the the most important thing is is getting to go see if I might even drive down to to see Nick and have uh, I can't believe you didn't mention the chicken the chicken baguettes Nick but um, I was going to uh, maybe drive down and see Nick and have a chicken baguette with him uh, when this is all said and done. Um, Nick's thinking, <laughs> no, you bloody well won't. You're always uh, preying on my hospitality, but <laughs> uh, there you go. I mean, this is this is the stuff. I, I miss I miss getting out of the car. I mean the good thing is i've got the dog now so i can get out a bit with him take him a, a decent walk and find all these weird paths and generally have to pick up his poo um which gets me gets me out of the house a little bit but it is normal stuff just like going to the shops and not having to sort of um you know it, it, have it feel like you're trying to infiltrate some kind of uh, german bunker in the world war 2 is is also is also going to be something i look forward to um so um matt we always always ask guests is is there anyone you want to give a, a massive shout out to on the, on the on the pod on the pod actually wait a minute we shouldn't do that matt just one last thing you you were asked this year to help out with IES um and obviously it's a bit disappointed didn't go ahead but um how yeah. are you looking forward to that and, and how did you feel about being involved with that
2: um really excited you know it's Uh, I I was quite gobsmacked to be asked to come and help out Um, you know especially after only being in playing hockey for a few years so I didn't really want to miss up uh, miss the opportunity Um, and to do it with somebody like Kirsten as well would be really nice you know she's a fantastic coach so learning a lot from her would be great as
0: well yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, maybe we'll maybe speak to Kirsten and get a a few a few points from her at some point. Um, but is it something you'd you'd still be up for doing next year? You're getting yourself involved oh, yeah, in a abs- bit more? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Really, really. Um, Nick. Um, just uh, any any final thoughts from you about about life, about people washing their hands, or or um <laughs> or anything in general.
1: I think has everybody got fed up of happy birthday by now? Um, I don't know. it'll it- <laughs> Well, when will this end? Like, God knows how long we've been in lockdown for, and certainly I know they've said another three weeks, but it wouldn't surprise you if it's another six, would it, really? So I I think we're not even really scratching the surface of what this is going to be like. And uh, stay safe, people. And, and like, I know we talked about before last time, didn't we, Rambo, that mental health is as as important as physical health and and the actual virus. And people just need to remember even, like, just... Just because you can't be with your friends doesn't mean that you can't video chat them or, or give them a f- phone call and, and you can stay in contact. Don't isolate yourself completely from the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, drop your friends a message, uh, drop your teammates a message you've maybe not heard from them really well. Um, and uh, and keep, keep, you know, keep in touch with each other because it's nice to even just know that someone's thinking, I wonder what that guy's doing. Um, so yeah certainly certainly do that. Um, right, sorry. Now Matt we'll come to you. Any any massive shout outs to give on the on the podcast? Um I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> fair, enough, fair enough. If if you give it normally if you give a shout out though you've got to then then that person has to listen to the podcast to to hear your shout out, so you know, if you just if you just pick any a few random names of your pals, then that'll give us that'll give us a few extra listens on the podcast.
2: Yeah, so let's go with Sophie Knight. She's one of the old service players. Um, Connor Walker, um, John Hemingway as well. See if you can get that miserable person to listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will we will do that sounded like a very earnest uh tr- nick is rolling his <laughs> eyes by the way it's a computer i can tell um finally guys uh so to to sum up with thank matt for his time um and coming in and giving us an extra voice for the podcast uh and uh, also um just to just to sort of promo a few things that are going on um I'm not sure when this will be out, but we're, I'm going to do, we're going to try and do a live trivia session on, uh, on Facebook live on Friday, um, the, uh, 24th of, um, April, which would have been, um, the IES game day. Uh, I'm also go also coming up as also coming out is, a um, pod special with Mike Shalossi. um, which lasted... Nick, this broke the record. This was an hour and a half, this one, so it was it was very long. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realise how old that guy was. Um, <laughs> and... No, no, he he, remi-
1: he reminds me. Every time I play against him, he reminds me. And you know what the worst thing was? When I first started playing against him, I was the young pup. He now considers me old. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's good. It, I can remember the last time we played, it was just after Christmas in Sheffield, and he was like, we're getting too old for this. And it was only afterwards I realised that I was like, wow, this comes from old father time himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so, time for, for me, not him. He'll carry on.
0: Yeah, I mean, despite his age, he knows much more about games, consoles, hockey than I do. So that's that says a lot about me, I think. <laughs> um, and... Uh, yeah, so there's, that'll be that'll be out available to listen to as well. Um, it might already be out by the time this pod comes out. And then um, and then uh, lastly, guys, our next podcast, Nick and I are going to be uh, going back old school, and we'll be talking about um, the best players not to have played for IES or GBU. Um, so that'll give Nick time to get his thinking cap on for that. And um, we'll chat we'll chat some of that up as well. So. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening to the podcast. Uh, thanks to Matt. Um, I hope everyone is staying safe, washing your hands, get the cuticles as well. Um, and so that's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me.